0: Sequestered means you are still, you know, shut off from everybody, like they use that word in legal terms. But you can always take your pillow and you can punch it and, and squeeze it and love on it and all those good things. You are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to The Elephant in the Room, a love letter to mental health. I am your host. I'm Adrian Michelle Freeman. And this week, the last Sunday in September, which happens to be Suicide Prevention Month, today we're going to talk about COVID-19 coping skills. You know, since everybody's been on lockdown and had to wear masks and had to do different things, you know, staying sequestered in your house for 30, 60, 90, how many days you had to stay in your house with no real outside contact, you have to be able to have a that trove of, of skills to be able to cope. Because when you're stuck in a house with the same people over and over, it gets to be quite old. So what I have done is I have found 99 skills or 99 coping skills that you can use during COVID and hopefully after after the election, after COVID dies down, because my personal opinion is COVID will die down once the election is over. So you'll have you a set of coping skills The next time, so the next time you face a crisis, you'll be better able and better, you know, just better able to manage it. And it won't be, you won't be so overwhelmed and turn to drugs or alcohol or food or sex as a way of coping. I'm gonna give you a couple of them and just kind of expound on them and then let you give me some feedback. And then the second part of the podcast. I wanna talk about Breonna Taylor for um, a few moments. But let's kick off COVID coping skills. COVID coping skill number 36. I'm not gonna go straight in a row, I'm just gonna kinda go all over the place. But number 36 is hug a pillow or a stuffed animal. You are never too old to have a stuffed animal. You are never too old to lay in the bed and have you a full body pillow. You're just never too old. And then when you're mad or you're frustrated or aggravated or you're in a house with a whole bunch of people and you're still sequestered, sequestered means you are still, you know, shut off from everybody, like they use that word in legal terms. But you can always take your pillow and you can punch it and and squeeze it and love on it and all those good things. So, Coping skill number 36, grab your pillow, punch your pillow, squeeze your stuffed animal. Here's another coping scale I'm going to give you, number 29. It's not a good one, but I like it, and I do it a lot. It's called baking cookies. I like to bake cookies. I don't stand up there with the sugar and the flour and the butter and the eggs and the in the kitchen mixer and do all that. I go to the store and buy take and bakes. They've got take and bake cookie out now that um, peanut butter and chocolate. It's fantastic. Can't can't tell you how good that is. But number twenty nine, go bake you some cookies. And here's another one: rip paper into itty bitty pieces when I mean, you are just so on the verge of, of screaming and you're frustrated and. You have to train your mind in a new way of having a coping skill. Just take paper and tear it up. Just take your little itchy bitty pieces of paper and just rip them. And just rip. Just tear them. Just, just tear them into the fine little pieces, and then when they're done, throw them in the air. See, even doing that imaginary is so, is so calming and so soothing. And you just throw them up in the air, and then poof, you're done. I think that's a good coping skill. Number 20 is a good coping skill, and I hope to um, acquire this in 2021. Go play with a pet. It could be talking to your fish, your iguana, your hamster, your rabbit, your turtle, your dog, your cat. Go and just play with them and just roll around on the floor with them. Go talk to your fish, feed your fish, Go feed your rabbit, take your rabbit out of his cage, get your guinea pig out of the cage, and just let him roam around and talk to him. It's so refreshing to be able to have a pet and to be able to have somebody that understands. Because I did have a dog for a short while, but but based on other issues, I had to give him back to um, the people that gave him to me. And I miss him greatly, but hopefully next year I'll have me a pet. So all is not lost. Coping skill number 13, I used it today when I came home from the laundromat, sing. I just get in the kitchen or just in my bedroom or in the car and I just sing as loud as I can for as long as I want to. I don't have no band. I don't have nobody telling me thumbs up, thumbs down. I just turn on YouTube or whatever and I just sing. Sing to my heart's content. Now these are coping skills and these co- are free. These coping skills don't cost money unless you just, you know, unless you want to go out and buy a dog, you have a neighbor's pet, you know, baking cookies. You can go and buy some taking bakes. They're $3 at the store. These are things that don't cost, you know, copious amounts of money that you can still do. They'll just help you better during this COVID crisis that we're going through. Here's number 11. Here's one that I like a lot that I, I used to do that i started picking back up on. Play a musical instrument. You know, it could be bells, it could be it could be maracas, it could be a drum, a flute, a French horn, the piano. It's just you don't have to be good at it. Just be able to play it for a few minutes and then just let it relax you and let it calm you down. Cause again, if you're in a house full of people and you've been locked in there with them for 30 days, 45 days, or what have you, you'll be stressed out too. You'll be like, oh my God. If I have to deal with these people leaving the lid lifted up one more time. So I think playing a musical instrument does wonders. And here's a real good one. This free, and it's kind of controversial, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. Number 17 is let yourself cry. There is nothing wrong with crying. You can't cry all the time, but I think if you cry and let that emotion out and let that whatever you've got build up inside you out, you will feel so much better. It's just like once you cry and you get it all out and, and, and then your, your, your face is all watery, and your eyes are red, and your head is beaming and bursting until you cried so hard. Once you can get it out, you'll feel so much better. I really, I, I do believe that. I really think that that's something that's just good for everyone. For men, let themselves cry. When Kobe Bryant passed away, I had never seen so many men cry. It was, it, it was, it was refreshing to see that they have that shared emotion that women have, that they can be emotional and that they can cry and no one's talking about they soft or they punk or they're weak. Just that emotion of a, losing a loved one. But being able to cry out of frustration, happiness, anger, what have you, again it's free. It you may have a headache afterwards, but I feel like it's so freeing to do that, that it's just it's it's just good therapy. Let yourself have a good cry. I heard another thing. People said they'll look at certain movies because certain movies will elicit a certain response, like the movie Imitation of Life with Lana Turner in it. At the end, where Sarah Jane comes back to her mother after all those years of denying her mother, accepting her race as being black and wanting to pass, when her mother finally died and was in the coffin, when she came back, that is one of the most saddest cinematic moments in movie history, and I just cry like a baby every time I see it. Every time I see it, I just cry. And it's a good movie if you just want to have a good cry, Imitation of Life, I highly recommend that movie. Here's another one. Write a letter or send an email and you can write a letter, you can be angry with somebody, and you can write the letter and write in all the things that you're feeling, and then you can go back to number 32 and rip it into itty bitty pieces. I think that's good. I think that's a good one sometimes. I've done that too. Or send an email. If you send an email, then you're gonna send it, but writing the letter And sending the email should have been different, I think, because I don't think they should have been together. But I think, you know, if you send the email, you're sending the email for whatever reason. Writing the letter, writing down your frustrations, writing down your issues or what have you, and then you go back and read it, and then you just burn it. I think it's very therapeutic. Number 42, go for a nice long drive. I am not a driver. I do not like to drive. I, driving makes me, it builds up my anxiety. But some people can get in their cars and just go for rides for hours and hours and instead just freeze them and just relaxes and calms them. Some people can do that. I'm, that's not one of my coping skills. Driving is not one of them. Here's another one. Take up a new hobby. I kind of think these are kind of like new hobbies. I mean, stamp collecting, rock collecting, stargazing, um, new hobbies, macrame, calligraphy. Those are just different hobbies. You know, you can, you know, I don't even know how to explain that one, a new hobby. A hobby can be anything, learning to cook, learning to sew, learning to dance, playing an instrument. Hobbies and coping skills, It just depends on how you look at it and how you define it. I think they're kind of one of in the same, but it's up to you as to how you interpret that. Let's go up the list, number six. I love number six. Number six is the best one of all these coping skills. Watching your favorite TV show. I have a couple of favorite TV shows. Um, I look at South Park a lot. I love South Park. I always have since I was in my 30s. That's how long it's been on. I've been looking at it since 2000. I love South Park. It's funny. The kids are horrible. Cartman is like the funniest character I've seen in a long time. You know, just a side note, if they want to do a versus battle, they should do a Cartman and Bart Simpson versus battle. I think that'd be pretty dope. Cartman versus Bart Simpson who's like the baddest eight-year-old on the planet, that would be really dope. But that's one of my favorite TV shows. And The Chappelle Show, and The Office, and Shit Creek. Um, Those are a couple things that I look at just to kind of just to relax and unwind. I kind of know what's already gonna happen in the show, so I can just kind of just sit there and kind of just be like, oh, okay. So those are things you can do. Look at your favorite TV show. It's always it always helps me. Here's another good one: take a nap. It goes back to number six. If you're looking at your favorite TV show and you're just laying there, you can take a nap, but only if you're tired. Don't take a nap because you're depressed or everything about COVID, seeing it on the news, is getting you depressed. Take naps only if you're tired. Do not take a nap because, oh, it's 1.30 nap time. Take it at 1.30 if you're tired. Do not take a nap out of some, you know, well, a certain time of day, I'm going to take a nap. Take naps only if you're tired. Number 19. Take a hot shower or a relaxing bath. When you sit in the bathtub and you just end up looking like a wrinkled old prune, you can to sit there with the candles or the aromatherapy or music, and you can just sit there and you can just relax and unwind and let the troubles of, of the day just kind of just wrinkle on. You know what I mean? <laughs> but taking a hot bath or a nice shower, I think it's very relaxing and it's a good coping skill, but you don't want to do it all the time because you want to think about your water bill and other people. So, you know, just be mindful of that. Let's see. Number 24 is a fantastic one. And there's so many different ways you can do this now that there's no reason that anybody can't do it. And that's called read a good book i got a couple books on Audible right now that I need to read that I haven't read. You know, the library. You can check out books on the library. You can buy them online. Kindle, Amazon, eBay. Just a, a good book. It doesn't have to be, you know, Dante's Inferno. It doesn't have to be Moby Dick. It can be any book. You can read an autobiography about Michelle Obama, Richard Branson. You can read about The Great Baking Show. You can read about you know, any, any topic. If it just takes your mind to another place, like the Harry Potter books, I read four of them. They just take your mind to a whole different place. You're just, you're in Hogwarts for a minute. You know, you can just fantasize and dream. I think that it is like the greatest release that a person can have. Here's another one that goes along with singing, number 13, number 38, dance. I don't dance a lot like I used to because I got problems with my knees, but I used to love to dance. And you can just dance in your room with the door shut to your favorite music or just whatever dance you want to do. And you can just be free and just, again, the troubles of the day, staying all cooped up in your house. These are things you can do inside or outside the house when you're cooped up and you're trying to deal with the day struggles and the daily stress, these are just, again, a couple things that you can do that I think are just lovely. Things that I do. These are some of the things that I do and some other people I've talked to do as well. Number one, exercise, running or walking or weights or et cetera. Walking is a good one. Walking 30 minutes a day um, It helps, you know, just walking period is just good for you. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It can be slow, you can walk 10 minutes and then build up to 15 and 20 and 25 and then 30. You don't have to start out walking at 30 minutes. Let me give you that disclaimer. Do not think that you need to start doing 30 minutes of exercise if you're just starting out. That's how people get, like me, get discouraged. I feel like I have to start out doing 30 minutes of exercise just to see a result. You have to start slow and then build up. And then you build up your stamina. Then you can go, you know, 30 minutes and then 35 minutes and et cetera, et cetera. Here's one, this is for adults or for kids. Because kids, when they go back to school, and kids have been cooped up in the house too, haven't been able to see their friends since March. You know, the extracurricular activities, the football, the track, cheering, you know, 4-H, all those types of organizations they've not been able to meet like they used to. So this is one good for kids and for adults. Put on fake tattoos. You can go to those little machines in front of the store and put your little quarter in and turn and put you out some fake tattoos and just put them all over your body, put them all over your arms and you, All over your your face or your neck or wherever you want to put a fake tattoo. I think that's good for kids and for adults. Just makes you feel silly. You got all these armful tattoos on your arm like you're some kind of badass. But I think that's a good coping skill. And again, you know, you can just find them at Walmart or find them at those little vending machines. You put the quarter in and you turn and something pops out. I like those. Do a word search or a crossword, number nine. In my toolbox that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I have crossword puzzles and word searches. And it just takes my mind off of whatever I got going on for, for that little bit of time. And if I'm looking for things that start with the letter B, I'm just focusing on the letter B at that moment and I'm doing those things. I'm not worried about you know these people I'm stuck in the house with you know, what's gonna happen when COVID is over, when things open back up, are we gonna go back to a new normal and we're gonna wear a mask all the time? Those types of things. The word search will take your mind away from all those things. And just, you'll, you'll, you'll have basically be doing something kind of academic, I think. You know, learning new words, learning how to spell, seeing how words are spelled backwards. I think crosswords and word searches are great and word searches just help you learn a new word each day. I like word searches a lot, a lot. And like I said, I have it in my toolbox, word searches. Number 28, go somewhere very public. I don't know what that really means, going somewhere very public. Just going out in public should be kind of enough. You know, you go out to a library, to the park, Go by, you know, go uptown, go up to transit somewhere, hang out or whatever. People watch. People usually go to the mall and that's what you do when you sit there, you know, right there in the food court. You just sit there and you just watch people. Watch them walk back and forth. You're just kind of sitting there looking at them, looking at their shoes, looking at what they got on, who they're with, what they're doing. Go somewhere very public and just people watch. It's free. You're not hurting anybody, and it's just another good coping skill. I feel like the coping skills that I'm telling you guys about, you can build in your arsenal. So when you're feeling aggravated or frustrated, you can always go to those and use those and not be so so hemmed up and so on edge. And again, turning to drugs and alcohol and things of that nature. These are a couple of coping skills that you can use they'll just kind of better suited to help different people for different issues. Cause I said, we're in the middle of COVID and some people are remote, we're remote learning, you know, and that's gotta be difficult. Not going back to school. What's that gonna look like when they do go back? Cause you know, high school students won't go back until January. So what is that gonna look like? You know, and then the little kids are start going back next month. You know, they've been gone so long, they have to build coping skills. And as parents, we have to build coping skills and show them how to deal, how to social distance and wear a mask and stay six feet apart and, and constantly wash our hands. So some of these coping skills, I think are just great for that. And I will post these coping skills on my website, Safe with Adrienne, later today, so you guys can kind of see. Again, there's 99 of them. I'm not gonna go through all 99, but what I am gonna do is I am gonna read maybe two, three more, and then I'm gonna um, jump on to about Brianna Taylor. Number 40, play with modeling clay or Play-Doh. A couple of weeks ago, I showed you guys how to make Play-Doh with the glue and the contact lens solution, you know, and the water, and you can make like elephant poop that's on my website safe of adrian as well. I think that's fun and it's just you just works on your fine motor skills and it's good for kids to work with their fine motor skills and it's something that could bring moms and dads and their kids together. You can do it. The ingredients are fairly cheap and it's just a fun way to talk to them and just be able to kind of, you know, gravitate them back into doing homework get them back into just being around other people. Because again, when they go back to school next month, it's gonna look different, it's gonna feel real different. So these are some things that we have to work on. Hmm. Let's see here. Hmm. Here's another nice one. Complete something you've been putting off. Well, I've got a lot of things like that I can do. If you've been building an Af making an Afghan and you've put it off, or you've got a woodworking project in the garage that you need to finish, that you started, or that book that you wanted to read that we talked about in number number twenty four. If you put that book down for a couple of weeks, go back and pick that book up. Go back and complete something that you had started. It doesn't have to be anything grandiose, like I said. It can be a book. It can be an Afghan. You can, you know, for me, um, I'm a bad girl, but I've made some mistakes. I've got to go back and do my taxes. I have dreaded, dreaded doing my taxes for a couple of years. So I've got to go back and do two years with the taxes. but. Complete something that you've been putting off. So those are a couple of little things that you can do. Um, again, these are just small little things that we can all do to build up our um, our coping skills. And again, not turn to drugs and alcohol, and just ways of being able to cope and deal with this COVID because we're in a new normal. We're in a new place now where everything looks different. They limit how many people can go in stores. You have to wear a mask. You have to sanitize your hands six feet apart. You know, social distancing, all those types of things. In the midst of all those rules that we have to learn, these are some coping skills that you can have to help you just kind of combat and get through. Now that I've talked about a couple of those, I want to end up the last few minutes of my podcast talking about the decision that came down from the Attorney General and the grand jury about Breonna Taylor in Louisville, Kentucky. We know what happened March 13th. Um, They raided her house with a no-knock warrant. Um, There is such a thing as a warrant where they don't have to announce who they are. They can just basically raid your house, which I think is crazy. Her boyfriend was shot. He shot back. She ended up being shot to death. Um, They settled with her family for 12 million. Um, The three officers involved, um, one of them was charged, but he was charged with shooting into the drywall of a wall, endangering the neighbors. Never anything about Breonna Taylor, never anything about, you know, injuring her. You know, she won't get to walk down the aisle like Daniel Cameron did. She won't get to be with her family and spend the holidays like Daniel Cameron will. And Daniel Cameron, for those of you who don't know, he's the Attorney General of Kentucky, you know, and he's an African-American gentleman. And um, I hear the rumors that he married Mitch McConnell's granddaughter, niece, um, however it works out, I think he is in um, the McConnell family. He married into it. His wife is Caucasian. But, but we're going to put all that aside, and we're going to talk about Brianna and just the dangerment of a black woman. I'm scared all the time. I don't post it on Facebook. I don't post it on Instagram, but I'm scared. I'm scared every time I walk out the door. What if my car breaks down? Who's going to come and help me if I panic? What are the police going to do? Are they going to shoot me? Um, if I get pulled over for some kind of traffic violation, i.e., Sandra Bland, or are they going to take me downtown? Am I going to mysteriously die in custody? I'm scared. I'm scared. We are the most disrespected, the most mistreated persons on the planet. But in the same token, we are the most educated. We are the most, you know, notarized, noteworthy people of all time. I don't get it. I don't get it. That child was shot, and, and, and $12 million can't fix it. There's nothing that can fix that. $12 million is not going to bring Brianna back. They thought they could throw out some dollar amount, and her family would be like, yeah, sure. You know, it, it showed some semblance of guilt because you had to throw some monetary value on top of it, but no, that's no good. You know, I just feel like black women have been disrespected this week. Megan The Stallion was disrespected. Tory Lanez admitted that he did shoot her, but he said he was drunk and he said they were arguing and he didn't mean to and he gave that, half-hearted apology. There's no reason that you should argue with somebody that you feel like you have to pull out a pistol to resolve an argument. There's just, there's just no need. You know, there's just, there, there's no need to do that. You know, um, that story with Megan Estellian and Tory Lanez, we'll, we'll never know the story. Only Tory, Megan, and God know. But let's get back to Brianna. I don't know what to say. She did not get justice. The attorney general said that he was gonna fight for justice and he was gonna do this and he was gonna do that. He said all that at the Republican convention and he didn't do anything. Nobody got indicted. The indictments were for shooting drywall. So drywall means more than a person's life. She was in her house, in the bed, sleeping, you can't even sleep and be a black woman. You can't even be in your bed. You can't drive. You can't be in your house playing video games with your nephew. I've said this before. I'm just very numb to it. Very numb. Very, you know, you know, it's like empathy. It's just empathy. Just apathy. Just I'm used to it. Who's gonna get shot next week? You know, that's where I'm at now. Who's gonna get shot next week? We march and we protest, but you can't bring prayer to a gunfight. You just can't. You cannot bring prayer to a gunfight. You have to do your due diligence and you have to be accountable. And I don't think the Attorney general is accountable. I don't know when his election is or if he's elected in. I'm not sure how that works, but some people have got to do some real things at the polls. Yeah, I hear the stories about voting oh, they already picked, we already know who, they already know who's gonna be, all the presidents are related. I don't wanna hear that, I don't wanna hear that. People died so I could stand in line and vote, and I'm voting. Don't know who I'm voting for, but I'm gonna vote for somebody. Just not sure who that body's gonna be, but I'm gonna vote because somebody died for me to vote. You know, we've had 400 years of oppression we dealt with Jim Crow, slavery, Civil Rights Act. Now we're dealing with this new type of, I don't even know what you call it, domestic terrorism, I don't know. What what, what, word do you put to it? And then plays out on TV, we're scared every day, black women. We need to unite. We need to march. We don't need to tear each other down. We need to lift each other up. Instead of stabbing each other in the back, we need to fix each other's crowns and tell our black queens that they're beautiful and they're smart. We don't need to go back and have things like Maury Povich and Jerry Springer and Steve Wilkos and Andy Cohen taking things like the Atlanta Housewives franchise and making money off of the demise of black women. Yes, we know who they are. We know who Nene Leakes is and Candy Burris and um, Portia Williams and Kenya Moore and all these black women, yeah, we know who they are, but at what cost? They, sland- they scandalize each other and they slander one another. For what? You know, for what? I don't, I don't get it. You know, black women, we need to come together and don't let the smooth taste fool you. You know, same thing with love and hip hop. You know, lovely hip hop takes black women and just demonizes them. Just really does. Just takes takes black women, just demonizes us, makes us look like we're just nothing but sexual objects. That's why people can't when they see someone like a Michelle Obama or Tamika Mallory or Yandy Smith, they can't get past it. You know, Mona Scott Young has made her money after blood and sweat and tears of black and Latina women. It's not cute. It's not cute at all. There's nothing cute about that. And then you know again, Breonna Taylor is dead. It's been six months since she's been murdered. And what are we doing? We just protest. That's all we're doing. Ain't nobody gonna hold nobody accountable. You know, I'm not saying that we're supposed to go out here and shoot the police. No, I'm not I'm not saying that. That's just not who I am. I'm not inciting violence. I'm not doing any of those things. But what I am saying is this. You know, black women, we are strong, we are powerful. We are mothers of the earth. We are mother to everybody else before we take care of ourselves. We take care of everybody, we want to make sure everybody else is good, everybody else is taken care of, but we're not. We're left, we're left to figure it out for ourselves. And that's not right, that's not fair. Black men, I love you, I support you, I stand behind you, but we got to do better amongst ourselves, among black men and black women, because we're not. We're just not, we're not doing it. We're not making it, we're not. We're not. If we were to grade, give it a grade, on how we're doing here in society amongst ourselves, amongst the interactions of black and white, with well, black men and black women, we'd get an F. We're failing. You know, the funniest thing I heard a long time ago, and, and I carried it until today, actually. I was told by a man that I'm the reason that he dates white women. What, that is the most dumbest comment I've heard my whole life. I'm the reason that you date white women. I don't have that much power. You wanted to date somebody white because that's what you wanted to do. I had nothing to do with it. I had no say in the matter. I had no choice, no vote, no, no nothing. You know. And, and again, Charles Barkley, you know, his comments this week about you can't put Breonna Taylor and George Floyd in the same conversation. He's an idiot. He's lord of no rings. He, he, he's cooning again to have for the man. That wasn't cute, what he said. You know, George was killed broad daylight on the street corner, someone put their, their knee in his neck. Brianna was killed in the sanctuary of her home. Both of their, their rights were disrespected. Both lives were lost and we are yet not any bit step closer to, to finding out You know what can we do. Again, we can't bring prayer to a gunfight. I keep telling y'all that, y'all keep thinking I'm playing. You can't bring prayer to a gunfight. We can't keep marching and protesting. Sometimes you got to take the bull by the horns and you got to make it move. I'm not out here wanting to incite violence, but hey, you need to do something. That girl shouldn't have died in vain. Here we coming up on the holiday season. Her parents aren't going to be able to celebrate her. $12 million? What is $12 million? That's nothing compared to that woman losing her child. You couldn't give me $12 million, $20, 100000000 a $1 billion dollars, and I'm going to bury my child. Couldn't do it. Not going to do it and you gave money because you knew you were wrong. The state of Kentucky, that's a scathing indictment. I don't want no parts of Kentucky, nothing, never, not now or not never. Again, the most disrespected person on the planet is the black woman. And we saw how much respect we carried based on what the AG's decision was and what the grand jury thought of the indictments. Endangering her neighbors. Black Lives Matter. I want to say it one more time. Black Lives Matter. Black women's lives matter. I don't think anybody really gets that. I think that that's, you know, that's just something that's cute right now. I want Black Lives Matter, Black Women's Lives Matter to go on after the election. Because all we know, there's gonna be another shooting. A policeman's gonna shoot somebody else and gonna swear it's justified. Oh, and it's gonna be caught on camera. And it's gonna be wrong, and we're gonna march, and we're gonna protest, and that's all we know to do. Malcolm X told you by any means necessary. I don't know why nobody believes that. Why you think that's a dumb that's a dumb mantra? By any means necessary, you need to get it done. We need to go to the polls. You need to know who your city councilmen are, your judges, your district attorneys. You need to know who your mayors are. You need to know who your aldermen are. You need to know all that when you go to vote. You need to know. <laughs> What they're doing in neighborhoods. You know, are they are they gentrifying your neighborhood? Or is your neighborhood a food desert? Um, what they're doing about this healthcare, um, schools, these bond referendums that they keep proposing and keep proposing and all these things. Those are the things you need to worry about. Not what color Jordans you gonna get when you get to the store this weekend. How you gonna get your hair done when you get your um, 335 child money? No. Need to sit down and do that due diligence and you say, oh, Adrian, I can't do nothing. I'm just one person. It's all it takes is one person. Malcolm X was one person. Adam Clayton Powell was one person. Marcus Garvey, one person. Nelson Mandela, one person. Fannie Lou Hamer, Shirley Chisholm, one person. All it takes is one person to get the whole thing started. So, my question to my listeners and my viewers is what are you going to do? Are we going to have homecoming at the polls, or what are we going to do come election day? What are you going to do? It's our turns now. Again, can't bring prayer to a gunfight, but what are we going to do? Are we going to keep on having Breonna Taylors and Sandra Bland and George Floyd's? Are we going to keep on? And our mental health is taking a hell of a toll? Are we going to keep having that? Are we going to keep just watching brothers and sisters get killed at an alarming rate and do nothing about it? You talk about it, but you're not going to be about it. I'm voting. That's one of the things I can do. Again, I don't know who I'm voting for, and if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Brianna was 27 years old. Some of you are in that age. Some of you are 27, 37, 47, 57, 60, on up. Think about when you were 27 years old in your apartment with your loved ones, like you are now during this COVID crisis and someone just busted up in there. Lack of privacy, lack of everything. They've taken away your right to live as a human being. Is treating you like a dog. What are you gonna do, guys? You can find me on Facebook. I am the Adrian Michelle Freeman, the notorious AMF. My website, safewithadrian.com. I'm on Instagram. I am the elephant in the room. Elephant is spelled E L three P H A N T I N T H E R O O M. I'm on Facebook as The Elephant in the Room, same spelling. This has been The Elephant in the Room, a love letter to mental health, and I have been your host, Adrian Michelle Freeman. I'll see you guys next week, and our topic next week will be depression. I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you. Until then, bye.